0: Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I continue to learn about the initiatives from small business owners, students, student founders, educators, ed tech founders, civic officials, nonprofit executives, healthcare executives, technology experts, technology startup founders, and even oil and gas tech startups. These individuals have shared their stories in person during the pre COVID period and remotely throughout the COVID and the quasi-COVID opening periods. Out of 86 podcasts recorded and released so far in 2021, I had the privilege of learning about the important support network of Woods Homes from clinical coordinator David Williamson during episode 309. As I learned, Woods Homes provides treatment and support for children, youth, and families with mental health needs a service that has become increasingly important during the COVID pandemic. Take the time to consider learning more about and possibly donating to Woods Homes and their many programs, including the Elbow Springs Counseling Service. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Radio and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Good morning, and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host Alan Wozni, and for episode number 314, I've got Julie Shipley Strickland. Julie, did I get that right? You sure did.
1: Hi, so, Alan. How are you?
0: I'm terrific. It's August 12th, and it's—I uh, mean—it's really warm this morning. I don't know. The overnight was cool. I don't know about your area of Calgary because the temperature seems to vary across the city.
1: Yeah, no, it's beautiful where I'm at. It's—we'll uh, take it.
0: So, Julie, welcome to the podcast. And uh, since we—you know—you mentioned that you—you you have the story behind your last name, your surname. Let's go there first, but before we deep dive into the things you do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I have one of those really long last names, and frequently I get asked as to why it's hyphenated and, and um, why it's so long. Yes. So um, my dad, and we'll deep dive into this a bit more, but my dad was <laughs> in the business, um, in the business I'm in, or part of the business I'm, I'm in for uh, quite a number of years. Right. And him and I had a wonderful relationship. My dad was one of the closest people to me before he passed in 2012. Um, and I'm from Quebec and in Quebec, um, as is most of Europe, you keep your maiden name. Um, so I actually hadn't heard of taking on your spouse's or partner's name, um, yeah. until I was a bit older. And my husband is a wonderful, wonderful man, grew up, uh, predominantly in British Columbia. And yeah. so when I got married, I just, I just wanted both names as part of my name, um, because they're two wonderful men and, and a great no, presence nice. in my life. That's and I'm right. lucky. Yeah. So wait,
0: Shipley, is is that your dad's surname or your Correct. dad's family name? Shipley. Yes, okay.
1: Shipley, and then my my husband's is Strickland. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. I like that. I mean, there's, you have a better than I just hyphenated because whatever. It's like there's some meaning to that. So, congrats yeah. to your father for long for long uh, to put bringing you into the profession. Now, your profession, I guess that you're an investment advisor or. Yeah. Financial planner. I mean, it
1: goes, it goes by many of those, you know, any and all Um, our industry regulates a little bit. So on the, on the wealth management side, I guess, you know, I'm deemed an investment advisor, um, which allows me to uh, meet with clients and give advice to clients. So that's the the principal differentiation there. Um, And then if you talk about financial planning designations, I'm a certified financial planner. Um, which means I've done all of, the th- all of the things that need to be done to be able to build out wealth plans uh, for clients. Yeah. Um, and then on the insurance side, the uh, official name is insurance advisor. So that means I'm licensed to be able to advise my clients on the insurance aspects of their well, portfolio. I, since
0: you've said the word insurance, back, long, back in the day, the two quick, there was, I think, two quickest ways to get rid of someone during a social setting. Yeah. One was to say I ran a social a, um telemarketing company and uh-huh. the second was I sell insurance 100% 100%, so
1: 100% terrifying word terrifying
0: So but nobody nobody's nobody has telemarketing companies anymore do they? Cuz they do uh, still, they still do insurance.
1: I mean, I get the odd call from random places, but they seem yeah. to hang up whenever I say hello.
0: Well, so I get maybe. the odd call as well on my mobile that says you have violated the social insurance security and don't hang up.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, the ones where you're going to jail. Those ones. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've yeah, gone yeah, yeah.
0: about 20 times in the past month. Oh, fabulous. I yeah, I blocked the number. And uh, when I blocked the number, I assume I'm going to jail after that. Yeah. But my daughter 100%. Has, since we're there again, my, my daughter, she goes, wait, my dad's a policeman. Just hold on. a sec.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to do that. That's so smart. I love yeah. that.
0: I'm yeah. just recording you. Can I just... I'm just recording this call just in case uh, for clarity and they hang up as well. In
1: case my dad needs it for anything with his yeah, profession. That's, that's perfect. perfect. I love that. Such so, a smart woman.
0: So do you, do you, do you sell insurance or you, you place insurance? Like, I mean, let's, let's clear the air on that one. You don't sell yeah. insurance, do you?
1: No, it, it, I mean, look, the way I operate my business is, is really on a need basis, right? So let's sit down, let's do a deep dive into where your life is at right now. Yeah and where you want it to progress to so what are your financial goals and then let's design a wealth portfolio and an insurance portfolio that meets that so for an example you know let's say you don't have children and or legacy planning is a huge part of what you'd like to do further down the road and you'd like to donate to charities there's some ways that certain insurance products can really magnify your gift at the end of your life or after you pass away so the word insurance really scares a lot of people heck sure. it terrifies me when we talk about auto insurance and house insurance and it always goes up and all these things um, but I, I think the way that we position it within our client portfolios is really you know it's it's something to be able to protect you along your life journey and it can magnify um, a donation or a gift that you'd like to give at the end of that um, so when it's looked at that way and when it's put in place for those reasons, and sure. um, there's a d- very different mindset behind that scary word of insurance. So,
0: so. you use the word and it wealth management, I, that kind mm-hmm. of changed over the years. It was kind of like just investments and personal advisor. When did that term come in? Was it just this sort of family off? I mean, maybe you don't know and it, because because of me it's just like whoa I went overseas and suddenly people are talking wealth of, like particularly in the Middle East it was like this big thing like wealth advisor and it was like the super ultra rich or whatever
1: yeah um I, I I wouldn't be able to say when it exactly came in but yes it definitely has come in more and more even in my career and I'm just over 10 years in the business so yeah. um it's definitely something where you know whether it was a marketing um, tagline that people used and then progressed into something, Um, you know, what does wealth management mean? I think everyone has different ideas of what that means. Um, For me, it's really looking at someone's full financial picture. So their current status, where they want to get to, how they want to accomplish that. Um, And that includes, you know, things like insurance, charitable giving, donations to um, organizations you want to be part of, passing along legacy to family or children. Um, there's a lot of different concepts because different people are, you know, have different priorities with their wealth. Um, so I, I think it can mean a lot for, um, and I think it varies quite a bit sure. depending. I see it in my own clientele.
0: So since since you mentioned the word personal a lot, it is a personal, you know, depending on the situation. Did COVID impact your business or your, cl- like, you know, meeting people? Because personal is kind of meeting people and that, in that, in that business or industry. It seems that's a big, was a big, or is a big part to meet people personally and, and really talk to them. Did COVID, how did COVID impact your business?
1: COVID, COVID was so interesting because... You know, when when Canada, and, and I guess let's focus on Canada because I guess everything happened at different times for different countries, but sure. for Canada, mid-March-ish is when, you know, 2020 is when, yep. you know, we went into some sort of lockdown. And my understanding, at least in Alberta, you know, we were going to be a few weeks. We didn't really know, um, you know, spring break was canceled, that sort of thing. Um, and the stock market had started to have some trouble in February and then really had a rough go. Oh, in March. Yeah. But I mean, we locked down, let's go with March 15th for ease. (laughs) And the worst day on the stock market was March 23rd. So, you know, hindsight's 2020, nobody would have thought that at the time. And the first week of April, after the, 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 the two weeks in March, us calling our clients saying, hey, this is a correction. Let's, you know, stick with our goals. Let's stick with our portfolios. Let's manage this this way. You know, the first couple of weeks of April, now we're calling saying, you know what, all economic signs are saying, this is going to turn, you need to start buying. And so everyone's settled into lockdown now for gosh, only knows how much time. And your investment advisor is calling you saying the low in the market is in, let's start buying. And so that, you know, April, 2020 was such an interesting month um, for our business because you want to encourage people to dump money in the stock market because you, you know, had a lot of confidence. We had hit our low for several reasons, and yet people are still in lockdown. We have huge uncertainty. People's jobs are up in the air. Government assistance hasn't really helped yet. They, they don't know what they're doing. It, everything's in turmoil. And please dump money in the stock market. Like
0: <laughs> no, it's it's a hard that's a hard because
1: <laughs> right. I don't, the, the,
0: I don't say the word VIX. You know the, the volatility index. Yeah, it's been pretty. I, I don't even then it wasn't even that high 2008, 2009 to like it, VIX was high. And I'm not like, I'm not an expert, but 2008 people got hit hard. Yes. And then this one. So was it once, once bitten twice shy or four times, shy? you know what I mean? Like that, that old adage, how did that come in? Sure. Sorry, Julie, with you know, 2008 hit us hard and we're still recovering or were you, did you get that kind of conversation?
1: No, I, I didn't get that one as much. I got a lot of, are you sure? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. And you know, when when I when I do my business and when I focus on things, I'm not watching the six o'clock news. I'm listening to economists. I'm listening to market strategists. Sure. I'm really taking away any emotional noise. These ladies and gents are focused on facts they're focused on, you know, past history and what it looks like going forward. Yeah. So I had a lot of confidence. I mean, and, and I was also putting my own money to work. So I had a lot of confidence in the fact that we were making the right decisions by investing in April of 2020 and into May. Um, still, there was a couple of nights where, you know, I sat you're back right. like, like you, goodness, you're not- like,
0: you're There's not no focusing passage. on the news, right? Not yeah. sitting there and is Ignore you, it. at six o'clock. Well, it's not. I don't know when it is. The six. O'clock, yeah, it's true. Six a.m. You know, it's, <laughs> that's funny though. That old. I, I love that though. Well watch the, the six o'clock, we're turning now to six the six o'clock, o'clock news. news. What six yeah. a.m.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're
0: right. Because yeah. if you listen to, I listen to Bloom. Not Bloom. I listen to Bloomberg, but I listen to the radio. Um, the Sirius XM and then one of the ads it plays is CDC that you know the center for disease control and mm-hmm. the first thing it says if you're suffering from you know mental health whatever stress don't listen to the news distressing news and that that can be so your client your clients and customers must say whoa Julie this th- this thing's rapidly changing what do you what do you say to them
1: yeah I think it was giving them as much factual information as I could sure so conversations for one but then increasing my presence um in social media trying to assist with um you know sending out newsletters or articles that right. were permitted to go out to clients for them to actually read factual information yeah. that they might just not be able to look for and or not know where to look for. Right. So I think a lot of fact based knowledge and people were craving it at the time, Alan, right. you know, people really wanted facts because nobody knew what was going on. The other thing was this wasn't something where we could go on past precedent. You know,
0: COVID was also
1: compared to 1920 with the Spanish flu. Um, You know, this this wasn't something any of us, well, many of us had ever lived through. So it wasn't like we could say, hey, remember that time in 1920 when we had this? I mean, our world is completely different than that. So I I think the the thirst for knowledge and the thirst for fact-based knowledge um, and to stay away from the emotion was massive. Um, I also think there were some fundamental companies that fell I mean, if you yeah. look at just something like an RBC, right, the Royal Bank of Canada, a largest bank of Canada, you know, the stock fell somewhere from about 115 to 120 dollars down to somewhere between 70 and 75. Right. It's, it's Royal Bank of Canada, like you know. So there was some some fundamentally fantastic companies that fell quite a bit. Where you could say to people, "Hey, you know, if this comes back half of where it was, you're gonna you're gonna do well." And it's it's the Royal Bank of Canada. Um, so I, I think there was some stability. Um, and some reassurance there, right, and then there was things like amazon and and you know grocery delivery, and this is how our world is going to change, and zoom and Microsoft and teams and you know this is how our world's going to change because oh my goodness we're if we're in this lockdown for a while, what will people invest in and what will people need in order to be keep continue living their lives right um so that became transparent you know into may. Uh, Definitely more comfortably for sure for people. But
0: I like that. What you, you said, you said you said several times that the factual people they were thirsty for knowledge. They wanted, I mean, just transparency, I guess. Mm-hmm. Look, not if I, I don't really know, but this is what I'm hearing, the the fact as opposed to these, the you know, the doomsday. You just came in and, and the solid mind. So you mentioned social media. Did that were you prevalent on social media or were you saying you're using social media? So what how did you balance that?
1: Yeah, so I didn't have a big presence on social media yet. You know, Um, I I did use my LinkedIn a little bit. But I I think when I'm alluding to social media, it was really sending out articles to my clients, maybe more of a newsletter, that sort of thing, that I was trying to just keep them informed and give them that knowledge that, um, you know, some of the brightest minds in North America um, were pointing towards. And, And just to offset some of the Uh, rumor mills and or emotional um, news that we just kept getting I felt like I was bombarded with you know every time you opened your phone something flashed up from from every which news source and it it was just you know talk about stress and mental health it was just very exhausting right so to find some fact-based knowledge-based information uh you know from you know, Harvard or an economist at a prominent bank or a market strategist with a great fund company, yeah. I think that gave people a lot of peace of mind or a lot of my, my clients, a lot of peace of mind.
0: I had, had I, I to the name is slipping me, but during CH financial, I'm just trying to remember, he, he was on early COVID or it was kind of mid COVID. And he said, he said some of the thought leaders and kind of to your point, thought leaders in Toronto, they were saying we're, we're shifting from commercial real estate to pre- residential where their cash flow we shifted from airports to toll roads because there was cash when people were driving, but also the, the trucking or shipping people, companies that were near airports and warehousing and that logistics and supply chain. So those are, those are some practical things. Did you, do you have one or two that you could say that was, here's an area where we really thought was helpful for our clients. Without repeating some of the stuff I said.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think some of the areas that we really encouraged clients to move into was definitely anything that was available online. So your tech really spiked. So, you know, you look at Apple, Microsoft, um, you know, Zoom, Shopify, uh, any well, of Shopify these. Shopify is off
0: the charts.
1: It, it did phenomenal, right? Yeah. Um, but even things you know, people were upping their Wi-Fi plans. So if you looked at, you know, TELUS or Rogers, oh, if right. you looked at, right? So if you looked yeah. at different areas of utilities, um, another big position that we we took for a lot of clients' portfolios, and, you know, there's mixed mixed on this for sure, but was a lot of the oil and gas positions because a lot of these companies it, it, had fallen drastically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when you looked at forward-looking supply and demand, um, y- you know, demand for oil and gas has not, Curbed at all, um, despite all of the environmental, um, you know, push, sure. which I think is the absolute right direction for us to go into. Um, it has not fallen; uh, it's actually up. So, you know, positioning ourselves in some of these companies that, sure, have been traditional oil and gas, but are really shifting towards energy and really doing their part to try and move to green, solar, wind, look at, look at Shell,
0: right? Shell, exactly. the courts in the courts in Holland said. Sorry, you're not doing enough. And then mm-hmm. there's the ExxonMobil, their board. They've got, I think, two or three advisors from some real green, you know, green, green roots. California, mm-hmm. there was a, actually, I heard the podcast, the California CalPERS, I think it's called, they pushed them, they pushed them, and they're not a major shareholder, but they pushed uh, along with others mm-hmm. to get, uh, you know, ExxonMobil to, to go to that stance, you know, more green. Correct.
1: Yeah, and these companies are shifting from oil and gas companies to energy companies. Yeah, and so you're starting to see the shift. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's very impressive how um, you know none of these companies want to be your your rabbit ears blockbuster, right? None of them (laughs) want to go out of business because they held on to oil, right? They all want to shift, and so you know, playing a part in that, um, a lot of clients want to support that. They say, you know, I
0: I mean, you're exactly that. It's it's that shift from we're going to go both hybrid. It's not either or it's both like the digital Correct. versus online or sort of in in-person events. I had uh, Alex Sarian from Arts Commons. He says, it's both. It's, it's both. not either or because one helps the other. So I, 100%, I, I,
1: you know. 100%. You also have to think, you know, we've got a lot of areas of the world that are still struggling, right? They are not first world countries. Right? It's sad, no, but and, no. and they're progressing. So you I mean you take something even like China that's got a massive, you know, emerging middle class. I mean, these are people whose parents uh, and or grandparents heated uh, with with animal dung right they're They're not moving from animal dung to solar, like that, that that there's got to be a bridge. So unfortunately, China is using a lot of coal right now. We want them to use natural gas, which is 50%, depending on who you ask, much cleaner right yeah. and then we can move to solar and wind and hydrogen and nuclear i mean so the progression is going to be rapid and it, it's and, and it's going to be fantastic but these are the big companies that are positioned to be able to make that progression
0: so let's support them right i love what you you put me you put me back to the time when i was working in tajikistan so got to imagine the animal dung i'm going to go going, going, going put you there yeah. because you're dry. so the villages most of tajikistan is in the mountains and mm-hmm. so the so you're driving through and you see their wall. So there'll be stone walls and they're kind of the sand stony color, okay. and they're all made from a mixture of straw and clay or whatever. And so the wall, but the the on the wall would be patties It looks like meat patties or patties, mm-hmm. and those patties were dried. So they mixed it with straw, and animal dung, <laughs> you know, yeah. poop or whatever. And mm-hmm. literally, they put it on the walls to dry, mm-hmm. and they burned it as firewood because that's mm-hmm. all they had. It was in incredible, yes. and it smelled like a. Like they made your food from that i'm like whoa (laughs) but it doesn't yeah i mean you just have to just have to live with it because this is part of the thing but wow so okay so that you're right they didn't have electricity though they had they had i mean there was power outages i mean you're you're talking about different levels of tech and adoption and how you can't you're right Mm -hmm. you can't go from solar from from cooking whatever it is yeah to to solar in in one solar
1: Right. Like it's not. And, and the infrastructure and the amount of time no. it takes to put these things in place. And yeah. and then you go back to, you know, I, I constantly get asked by clients, you know, Julia, I, I love the idea of, you know, battery operated cars and hybrids and all of these things. But what's what what energy are we using to make the batteries? And I said, well, what do you think we're using? It depends on
0: the, you know, wherever that right? source is, Where are the
1: sources and yeah. what are we using to build these solar panels? What energy are we using to build them? And what do we use? So there's this, there's this dynamic and this shift that's going to happen. And, and, you know, being part of it is is going to be incredible. But these are the companies I truly believe that are able, you know, if they, they've got the, the magnitude and the size to be able to make these shifts and they want to. I mean, you talk to, you talk to people from these companies, this is what they want to do. Um, they know it's the right thing for the environment, and it's a better way of life for all of us. Um, but it, it is something where you know that shift can't
0: happen overnight. Right? It does well, not- have to shift the capital. I mean, the capital <clears throat> is very correct. I, mean, I worked for three years for a solar polysilicon plant in, in the Middle East, mm. and literally that whole, so the Germans, you know, that whole process of downstream when you make the solar panel, it's highly intensive, very capital intensive. And the, the Chinese came in, and swooped in and made that cheap or just whatever, whatever they did, they, they drove the prices down. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, as you, to your point earlier about making that solar panel, it is not, is very inefficient. You use a lot of energy high. It's kind of like, and there was a lot of things were happening. If you take when uh, in the, uh, gosh, I can't sun court, you know, when they converting this to tar sands or it's not tar sands anymore, but you know, they're converting that into oil. They mm-hmm. got to put, they got to heat the rock. Similarly, when they cr- create the solar panel, panel they got to heat it and frac- it's not fract fracting, but it's or fracking. It's called they break the crack like a catalytic, where they break down the C H, the, the carbon chain up to th- 34. Highly intensive heat to bring that to get that uh, you know conductive materials for polysilicon. So, anyway, exactly.
1: I wanted. Exactly. I just want
0: to share that because then the money to build that you know is is huge. So. very high people don't people don't understand oh yeah i can get a better efficiency in my home (laughs) you had to get it on your home but anyway exactly we talked a little bit julie we talked a little about tech how does tech in how are you using tech do you have any you know you could share that like as an investment advisor wealth manager is there tech in your world not other than zooms and things like that
1: yeah so there is you know our industry's long been considered a dinosaur industry um in terms of technology no. so it's be- yeah i know shocking right especially on the insurance side yeah. um, so being able to even utilize something sure there's the zoom the teams all that sort of stuff. Um, DocuSign has recently become something that we've yep. implemented, oh, yeah, which yeah. is so thankful for that. I mean, if you can buy a property with DocuSign, you should be able to sign a life insurance policy with it. Right. Um, so that's become incredibly efficient um, for clients. Um, also, even um, different methods of payment. So we weren't even allowed to use anything, but this thing called a check, if you heard. Heard of such a thing can you give a me check? the void
0: check please can I get yes. a copy of the void check I gave it to you 17 right. years ago that one exactly. still exists still I, valid yeah. still valid but the account right? hasn't changed right my CIBC hasn't changed I still did remember that pdf yeah. I sent you like 16 years ago it's actually only 13 it was, yeah. 30, it was 30,
1: wow yeah. yeah the checking yeah. right my daughter, He's... like my
0: daughter's going to UBC uh, Julie I'm sorry hey. we're going there and the, the landlord says yeah I'm really old school I only accept cash and I want a check so the girls <laughs> are talking about how they can get a check to get whatever it is, $67, like they're like $67 for a book of checks or whatever. It's like insane because they don't make them anymore. Right. Correct. The Guys, old school and they have no choice. They need to, they need to live.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, even moving to those sorts of Types of payments, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the systems and and processes we use have been yeah. streamlined because of those simple things. Um, and then, you know, we're starting to use, like, our firm, Wellington, has implemented something called Monday.com, which is just a, oh, yeah. a collaborative um, Uh, you know a collaborative space which has been Mm. phenomenal um and and i must say wellington really really is pushing the the tech they're really trying to increase um online onboarding uh you know really just trying to make it easy um for us i mean hats off to
0: them to recognize 100 because you know going back to the the check writing or even (laughs) social media we we can talk about so i want to actually i want to get your view on the social media side because if wellington sounds a little bit more so it's well wellington altus private wealth right is that the name correct yeah Mm. yeah they sound a little more leading edge but not some others aren't and i still get paper i get paper even though i say i want e i want the e whatever it is i still get mails i get still stacks of mail for you know and the etfs or not etfs my daughters do the what's it called the the uh CSFAs tax mm, tax free savings accounts yeah it have to be paper. I'm like mm. you're kidding me. How old school is that?
1: <laughs> exactly. No. So ours have the option of being totally online, including your yeah. tax slips, all the things. So yes, Wellington is really pushing for that. Um, I I, I just think it's it's the way of the future, right? Right, everyone's just wants to file on the laptop. I mean, we don't need, we don't need filing cabinets anymore. We just can, you know, here's a folder, here's my TFSA statements. if I wanna look at them, they're all there, easy. Yeah. Um, so ours come by email and basically what ours say to you is, you know, dear Alan, you've got a statement ready, please log into your portal. You know, with email fraud and stuff, we don't want to be sending statements through email. So sure, clients sure. are able to just log in securely uh, to their own portal and see everything there. Um, so it, it's phenomenal in that way. And I, I, frankly, I think it's it's going that way. Um, our industry just takes its time to change these sorts of
0: things. Is a dinosaur, There's a hybrid of dinosaurs in there, right? There's, there's Dini, Dinny who's still, if you go by the zoo, I don't is he still there? <laughs> I don't know. You know, and then at the same time, you got like Fred Flintstone, right? With chipping away the rock, and then next to him he's got the Jetsons or something, you know, walking around with the, the solar panel thing. 100 kind of, you know, percent The two gotta come together somehow. But absolutely. You know, I sent you that yesterday. It was like the altruist. Mm-hmm. And it's just it I literally have not I, I don't come across these often. I come across a lot of different VC, you know, mostly tech and different insure tech there's a few things come as you mentioned earlier they're kind of slow to adopt and i've seen more and more insurance tech and the guy was using drones i should share that with you they were using drones they were kind of a few years ago to 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 assess the landscape this is in the uk
1: oh, not awesome. the one i sent you
0: yesterday but they're using drones to assess the risk i don't know, some of the risk management it was a risk management thing that got them started now they're doing they're going right after insurance it's i, I really need to share that with you because i'm like whoa They use drones to kind of understand traffic patterns for that was for automobile insurance and it really it it it, it took them to the next level now they're kind of is
1: is it lowering the premiums that we have to pay because i'm in
0: well it was just (laughs) let me dig that up let me take that up because it was incredible it's like the guy they were like they just raised this is another another thing another aspect was hitting the fleets i think fleet and and risk management helping them but it started with drones just like yeah let's throw the drone up and see you know, where the risks are, whatever it is, traffic patterns. So smart. Like yeah. So smart. But the one yesterday's was just seemed really old, almost old school. It's almost Fred Flintstones together with the Jetsons. Altruist. So they raised 50 million. But mm-hmm. I just looked at it and it helps advisors open accounts, <laughs> helps them invest, helps them build models, mm-hmm. helps them uh, create reports and then invoices to the clients all in one. Yeah. Isn't that what you, everybody should be doing? 100%.
1: But the systems that we operate on are, are quite old. They're robust and they're very good. Um, but they can't do all of that in one. That's for sure. Um, and, and so it needs to move to the next level where you can do that. I was so happy you sent me this. I was so
0: excited.
1: simple <laughs> simplify you, know, so, you, know what you if streamline.
0: If you're using old systems, see this is the misnomer. I learned this three, four years ago. Went mm-hmm. back to my solar company with the Germans with a system um, to access. We had the Koreans, we had the Americans, and I'm not picking on, those were just who they were. Mm-hmm. And they were different people, different components. Siemens was one, right? So the mm-hmm. Siemens guy or girl had to come in and, and allow access to their data, right? On They're their, their part of, it's one thing, one process. This is one processing plant, right? But there's different aspects of it. And each each provider had its own system. They're, you know, whatever, there's an ERP, or, it's not a ERP, but, and I'm like, what about just doing the tech overlay? and can pull that data, that API? You've, you've probably heard the words API, mm-hmm. which is just the how you two companies work together. So how you pay your RBC, if you go on the RBC app, right? Mm-hmm. API is talking with when you make your bill payment to EnCore, EpCore, whoever it is, right? That those APIs are talking. So Correct. Julie's talking through RBC, right? That that stuff comes along has come along where they can pick up so you should have a bolt on sas that can pick up all the data from those nascent systems wherever they're from anyway
1: yeah we i would say that part of our systems um we have that capability but not all it's just it, it, i think it's coming um i think with wellington altis it's for sure going to be here in the next 6 months to a year
0: yeah.
1: um they're really really adamant on it but um which is phenomenal and the right thing um but it, it our industry on the wealth management side and on the insurance, but especially on the insurance is very, very archaic. The systems are very old. But the data data
0: can be pulled, right? There are companies and I, there are companies who take unstructured data and reams of it and just pull, you know, they'll just, they'll run an AI on it and pull up what's relevant, right? They'll look at Mm -hmm. dates. They'll look at information. Uh, This is stuff that's out there today and it doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. bolt onto your system. And I'm not, I think confidentiality and strict, uh, you know, that access and security is already taken care of. It's just. The I would think so
1: in this day and age. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I would think so. Anyway, I, yeah. I don't want to belabor that, but I love that. They go you know, so ultra. They I don't know what they do and how you, but I don't think it's going to be a massive install, big ERP. In fact, if you drive down Ninth Ave, there's a big sign on one of those billboards, and there's a lot of them. My daughter says, "What a waste for billboards." But I always look at to see what people are saying, and there was one that says. Sorry, SAP, and it was like Udu or something, because like, it's so, you know, and it caught my attention. Sorry, because I know what they mean, right? We've yeah. gone to the cloud, right? We don't need your big installs, and that's to the point. Like, you don't need altruist is probably doing something really helping people like you, or even you know, smallest starters. People are just starting in the field; they don't have to, they don't can't afford all this techie stuff, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's not needed anymore right? It, things can be done simply. Yeah. So I was very happy to see this. I mean, to be able to open accounts, invest, you know, build reports and bill our clients all in one system. Yeah. That's probably on six systems right now, if I were to break it down, probably even more. So yeah. you, you've,
0: you, uh, do you have a, I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to ask you this on, because I really want to know, but per- portfolio, do you, do you, are you perpetually rebalancing? You said you've been in this for 10 years now. Are you perpetually mm-hmm. rebalancing?
1: Yeah. So, you know, when we look at portfolios, um, you know, we're, we're constantly managing trends and seeing what, uh, you know, we're gathering information every day. Um, portfolios will shift. Um, and I, I never say when a portfolio is going to shift, um, simply because, you know, COVID came out of arguably nowhere, right? So we never know when we have to shift portfolios. Um, you know, the old adage of of sitting on some cash for my retirees. Um, we always do that. That holds true. That's that yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, you know, but you look at the you know, the traditional balanced portfolio at 60, 40, you know, 60% equity, 40% fixed income. Uh, I think's it gone by the wayside for a while here, although people use use the word balanced um, quite a lot for portfolios. I also think things have changed. I mean, we've got interest rates that have been rock bottom since 2008. Yeah, like the 10%. You can
0: get a 10% return. Yeah, I remember- On a bond?
1: (laughs) On a a bond? No, you can't. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) So, you know, where my 75-year-olds are investing is very different than the generation before them, right? Right. Um, So, you know, really building portfolios for the economic landscape, as opposed to necessarily for- um, putting as much emphasis on someone's age right, you also have a lot more that are working longer, um, you know they're doing some sort of part time work uh, and or they, they stay in their career longer, um, so you know the idea of retirement also has shifted drastically. There are tons of clients who say, "Julie, I'm never going to retire." Well, okay, we'll see how health goes, and we'll see what you do. But um, you know, will they slow down in one way or another? Probably. Um, but you know, I, I've got lots of clients who, in retirement, are are doing their passion. You know, they're doing passion project that they've loved. Sure. So it, I, I think the whole idea around wealth planning and retirement planning has evolved and changed dramatically from you. But maybe that's
0: maybe it's not a it's, the wealth is is in your knowledge. You mentioned earlier about knowledge and giving people during COVID. But mm-hmm. how do I, you know, forget about where I spend my money. How can I not even create more money? How can I use my mind and create more knowledge? Because that can be part of wealth, right? Your, your knowledge of how your kids are using the, the iPads or, you know what I mean? Like there was I listened to a, um, gosh, it goes back to 2000. There was a study in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma study. And I can't remember the name, but literally said, so they took a nursing home and a children's daycare, put them two together. Mm-hmm. The kids read. So the, the, the elderly, or you know, it was a managed care facility. They read to the the two, the three, four year, five year olds. In two to three years time, the three year olds came out, or the, they came out with a better reading at two times their level. Like so, they were five. They're reading at a seven, eight year old capacity. And the elderly people, they're suddenly not taking their meds. They didn't need their depressed, like whatever it was. Their their meds went down. So not the whole group together was so much more productive and kids were asking them questions like how big is your iPad when you were growing up, (laughs) you know,
1: you know, I don't know if I read that study but I read something along that um, which shows that you know in elderly, if they spend more time with the younger generation, specifically children, I think it was children under the age of twelve or fourteen yeah, yeah. Um, there's studies showing that their lifespan and their quality of life increases dramatically
0: because' um, stress it 's it's called the joy of stress there's a book well you might not, but it was in my time, the joy of stress, and then literally, if you go through it, the elderly in Georgia, like the country of Georgia, they would live to well over a hundred because they were part of the community, yeah, really huge. into their late age. There are leaders elders in the community and I go back to my Tajikistan story those elders in the community up there are very important to the, the, the day-to-day function at the very mm-hmm. you know, community level the village so
1: and as it should be right they've got a wealth of knowledge yes, let's just yes. go back to those words right they've got yeah. a wealth of knowledge to pass down and yeah sure the, evol- the world has changed and things have evolved sure. as we both know there are a lot of things that also haven't changed right and will always hold true right? You still need manners at the dinner table. You still need to say please and thank you. These are just right things to do, right? That's not going to ever change. So you, there's a lot of knowledge that but elders there's can pass There's down.
0: business or there's ideas that can come across that help people in their business dealings or whatever they do as a young, when, as you, just to your point, the etiquette and the, the manners and kindness, whatever it is, right, that your grandma and grandpa you know taught you exactly wars. yeah you know which is yeah. hard as it was as a kid but yeah. don't
1: run in the house you know it's probably still the right thing to do we still aren't allowed to run around pools there's a reason you know
0: you can slip <laughs> and fall and crack your exactly. knee open like i did like i did at riley park when i was six <laughs> see
1: there you go evidence well, I love it hasn't changed
0: but so that literally i was listening to a pod gary vaynerchuk i don't know if you've ever listened to gary but he said one of the first podcasts i heard he said that regret and he said what i want to do is, is open up uh, i want to have an incubator i'm going to go to retirement home and i want to interview 70 80 90 year olds and those ideas and, mm-hmm. and, and foster that as a you know as an incubator because those ideas of regret i should have done this i could have done that and it's, it's incredible that's where the flintstones do meet you know the, if you take that analogy of um you know flintstones and the jetsons right mm-hmm. and because they have the old school way and like that intern the movie the intern with robert Robert De Niro and, and, and um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she's great. It's brilliant, right? It's a brilliant movie because it's kind of old school, and new school. So it's anyway, perfect. So, let, yeah. so I want to talk about, okay, since we're talking about retirement, Freedom 55. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: one of the oh. best. Those commercials? Coming I'm 55 commercials?
0: now, right? I don't feel like I need, but it's crazy. They made it like you had to retire, right? That was yeah. like you're going to retire when you're 55. Like today, it's, it's insane
1: yeah absolutely i think my favorite was those commercials where you're running along the beach and aging that was my that was was my favorite the gentleman was like goes from brown hair to gray to white hair and he's jogging on the beach
0: you have a better memory than my because all i remember is sitting around because it was the plus 55s right the plus fives the plus 15s and i used to say plus 55 but 55 plus but that that's an age where it was always that demographic that's your parents age and now i'm my parent right you know what i mean yeah and you'll be there someday. But I mean, <laughs> but it's like, what do you say to 50 people that were supposed to retire? Maybe they don't have the money. Like there was, a, there was a podcast I listened to and it was called the, uh, the, 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 what, the Wisdom School. Because okay. people hit this age between 35 to 55 or whatever it was. Them it suddenly didn't have jobs or their job market had changed. And so they're at 55 and they need to retool themselves. They haven't got the savings. You know, they haven't got that that wealth, but they're still not ready to retire. You know, it's, it's just called the Wisdom School. I'll have to send that one to you as well. Wonderful.
1: I haven't heard of that one, but I think what I'm seeing with more and more 55-year-olds is they don't want to retire. No. Um, you know, they want to do um, either a second career or a third career. They want, they want to do something different. They want to stay yeah. active. Um, you know, uh, I've got a, a wealth of clients that, are looking at different options when they get into their fifties and sixties. And it's, it's definitely not retirement and traveling only, right? Or, yeah. or playing golf or tennis or wh- whatever hobby they happen to have, right? It's, it's part of it, but there's also a lot more that they want to do and accomplish. Um, so I, I think I'm well, seeing- I mean, 50, I guess that's the,
0: the balance. We're going back to the balance of the portfolio. Maybe they're not where they're at at 55 or whatever the age is where they thought. Do you yeah. have those, are you having those tough discussions?
1: Yeah, I mean, we typically start doing a lot of retirement planning in early 40s. So, you know, if a client's been with me for a, a decent stretch, then, you know, we've, we've helped steer them onto the right path in that direction. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of clients working towards it for sure. Um, and then I've got clients who say, Julie, I'm not interested, you know, I'd, I'd like to retire at 70 Right, so fifty-five is is halfway through, and I got a lot a lot more I want to do. Um, and so we adjust their savings, and they you know they're doing something else with their funds, sure. um, maybe starting up another business or in investing somewhere. Um, so I, I think fifty-five, whereas yes, you know, freedom fifty-five was built on it. I think part of it was lifespan. Right, we didn't live as long. Sure. Um, so I think that was involved with it as well. You know, a lot of clients are easily living into their 80s or 90s right now. So um, 55 seems seems almost partway through. So is it, um, know, was
0: it was a 55 is the new 30 or something I don't
1: know. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you hear it with all of them, right? You hear, I heard the other day, 40 is the new 25. I was like, I don't know. If I, <laughs> can we do 40 as 30 guys? I don't know if I want 40 to be 25. I'm not sure about that one. Right. Um, oh, but you yeah, you friends, they,
0: they did the friends reunion and some of them do not look like they just had, you know, they just had makeovers or 30 years on. Right. I mean, Joey's, Joey's a half He's, double his size, <laughs> as guys, not the it's just people change, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of changes, but yeah, 20 and 40 is a bit different, Yeah. but exactly. so you have this thing called a, <clears throat> you do have a fit, you have a certificate called the freedom 55 or whatever that, you know, some program you so a,
1: when I yeah. started my career, I joined the risk and wealth management industry through okay. Freedom 55. Yeah. Oh, so okay. my father at the time um, was an independent advisor with Freedom 55. Um, Actually, no, my- I thought
0: it was part of some like whatever amount, like of Montreal. So I didn't realize it was a separate company.
1: No. So it's part of London life. Okay. Um, so freedom 55 is a part of London life and London life bought Canada life and great West life back in the day. And the three companies have amalgamated and they renamed themselves Canada life so oh, freedom okay. fifty five I believe will slowly go by the wayside don 't quote me on that i 'm not i 'm not sure on it, but with the three company amalgamation, I, I think things will evolve and change um, So they were a firm that brought in um, people and helped them become advisors, specifically. You know, there was some wealth side, but very heavily on the insurance side, um, as opposed to, you know, let's say a bank, let's go back to RBC, they would bring in advisors and really focus on the wealth side, and um, they do have a, an insurance business for sure I've, I've got friends in that business for sure but. Um, that's kind of their driving. So freedom was, you know, it was a, a bit of an anomaly because there weren't many companies doing that um, for a while. So that's, that's evolved as well. You know I'm, I'm not actually sure the process now of how to sure. get into the industry in that realm. Um, I know the bank, you can still get into that way, but um, that's where freedom 55 came from. Um, and, you know, when it was started, really I, I mean, I remembered it.
0: It's like those, you know, those Calgon take me away or whatever it is. You know, those, those little jingles, right? It's there. Yeah. It's in my head because I'm, I'm, I'm the OG in the room, but you still, you remember you're a lot younger than me, but it's, but those things stick, right? Right. The, the, the That's why they that. did it. Still.
1: I still say to people, I'm like the guy on the beach and people are like, yes, I remember that commercial. Like I know. Right. So, and I was very young, very young at that time. Holland. I mean, let's be honest. Very.
0: young. But there's, it's funny. There's, there's the new, okay. So wealth is it, it's um. I don't know. Trade does that one. You're not still investing with dad's guy, are you? The guy, oh
1: yeah, right? I oh, love gosh. That, right.
0: You're not still playing the piano. You know, you're you're still not carrying that piano tied to your butt. No, it's like, but now there's a great one if you read if you so neo financial, if you know those guys, they're from yes. they're all skip the dishes people, but um there's on the bench now, the park, not the park bench, the, the bus stops. It's got are you still it's said like skip your drop your, your parents' bank or something like that, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a fintech thing, right? It's like you're right, my daughters went to CNPC. <laughs> Because we came back to Canada three years ago. I didn't know, but I don't know, you know, you know, there's fintech still. I don't think it's an option for people to just dump all their money into fintechs plays yet. I don't know what your view is on that.
1: I don't think, I mean, yeah, I would never recommend anyone dump anything, you know, all their investments into one place at all. Um, but I think definitely it's, you're hearing about it a lot more. I do think it's going to be a part of the future. It's like cryptocurrency. You know, yeah. um, do I think it's going to run our societies? No. Do I think it'll be part of it? Absolutely. Um, it's a like both
0: thing, back to the scenario, the option either or, right? It's both. It's not either or, it's yeah. end. It's
1: end, right? Yeah. So um, I think our world's evolving at such a rapid pace. Uh, I think embracing it is the way to do it. And it's it's doing that in so many different industries. I mean, I used to go to the grocery store once a week and now I get groceries delivered. I'm not disappointed about it, Alan. There's no disappointment in that, you know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of grocery shopping. So, you know, it's I different I think our the, the evolving. The, the,
0: the crowds at there was a total crew, uh, food, uh, crowd at the food line, but there's literally the you know Sobeys or whatever. It's not that busy, you know. Even oh. COVID is was like they were saying only one person, but I like that personally It's like, but the family would go. It's like it used to be. Let's all go. Right? we would hop in and all of us shop, but we just don't do it anymore. No. And so those habits change, but you're right. It's I can get it delivered or I can go and, and get it myself. But, um, but I want to go to the FinTech thing because it's, it's incredible, you know, that space in terms of what do you say, you know, young kids say, oh, I want, I want the option to pay and like back to the check, right? Mm-hmm. But you still need that hybrid. You need a hybrid of kind of secure fiat or your money in a bank account, but you also need that flexibility to make, you know, two-factor authentication or whatever, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I think the two will merge, right? It's back to what you said. It's not either or, it's end. Um, you know, sure, we don't need a void check necessarily anymore. We can get a pre authorized debit form, and that just allows us access to your bank account. So, you know, certain clients may still send me a void check or take a picture of a void check, and other yeah. clients will send me a pre authorized debit. So it's not end you know, it's not or anymore. It's both are both are acceptable. So I think it'll be the same with fintech. I think your traditional banking systems will stay in place. um, And then I think you'll have other options if you choose to to want to, you know, use those. So I think that's a great thing, giving people the option, allowing people the flexibility. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I'll compare it to this. You know, a lot of my clients obviously work with me. um, So they're using an advisor. Um, And I heavily encourage them to set up their own trading accounts as well and, you know, um, play around with a little bit of their money and invest in a cool hot stock that they hear about, Um, you know, because it's exciting for people and people want to try it on their own. And again, it's not or, it's and, right? And then we can have these discussions and they say, Julie, geez, I invested in this stock I heard about at a a party or from a friend or whatever, and I lost 30% and I'm really, really disappointed. (laughs) And I said, well good thing I'm planning your retirement. And that was just, you know, a little bit of fun money. Um, so I, I think it it allows people to educate, it allows people to try and do their own thing. Um, but then they've got that robust system um, in place for them to be able to achieve their financial goals too.
0: So that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's to the point of the Robin Hood, which is kind of the new school, old school yeah. mixed where they got caught up during that. There was a big the, the, you know the meme stocks whatever trade but yes you know now Robinhood themselves got caught up in that last week but but that I like you know that like we can just you don't have to use Scott trade or e-trade whatever it is you yeah. know, your dad's your dad's you're not still using your dad's account but, yeah exactly um but you know that gives that people to just play as opposed to being through the broker and that old settlement process where I can like for me I've been you know I, I've i I'm, reason we're having this podcast is because I got into blockchain and in crypto space I learned really quickly that it's it's if you're not a coder and all that it's not easy yeah but I still have a you know a toe in it if, if you want to call it because it's 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 a great uh you know just to see it and you within someone says the other day well crypto doesn't sleep you know you can trade 24 7 why is the rest of the market doing you know why hasn't it moved from you know that fractional shares or I think Robinhood came up because they could do fractional shares or these, these plays are coming up. That gives people the option. It's not the only place you should be. I mean, maybe some people believe that that is where you should be, but to your point, give your, your, your colleague or your, your, uh, your customer who can act, just go and try that 30% loss and see what yeah. it feels like.
1: Yeah, but they're doing it with a small amount of money and it's something that they've wanted to try or do or, it's, yeah. you know, it's a friend's company or yeah, a friend of a friend or, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it's great for people to be able to try these things on their own and experiment, right? Yeah. Um, I've got lots of clients who are interested in Bitcoin and Ether and, you know, I, I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal, especially if the younger generation, I think you should be educated on it and you should not be afraid of it because it's going to be part of our lives in one way or another. Um, and frankly, it's, it's ingenious how it was created and how it was, how it's set up. Um, but to your point, it never sleeps. Right. So what kind of habit is that creating
0: also? Need, right. Um, so to, to midnight. This, honey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now? Oh, I'm <laughs> trading just trading my just crypto. My... Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's only, you know, it's like, you know, you, whatever it is, $200. Like literally I'm just, I'm, I'm sharing this with you because it was, but when it was so fun to see it move Mm -hmm. back in 2017 i'm like whoa or 2018 then it then it tanked for 2019 but then when it when it revived Mm -hmm. this side it just said it's what habits you creating because sadly you can't put that down because it's trading so rapidly the movements can be so rapid
1: can be so rapid exactly so like you're saying what habits is that creating Right. Um, and then you come full circle, right? So you come full circle to, you know, in our household, like we don't allow cell phones at the dinner table. So you come full circle saying, you know, you need to cut some of these habits. <laughs> your
0: so grandma and grandpa teach you, they transfer right? that well, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Right. Like you don't have, so, you know, I'm finding that as well, where clients still want to be very diversified. Now that's been a word that our industry has used for years and years and years, right? People yeah. don't want all their eggs in one basket.
0: So, you know, you're really dropping those old, uh, those right? old cliches, those
1: old cliches, but some <laughs> of them still ring true. Yeah. Right? I don't have a single client that would like to be hundred percent in crypto. There are people out there, hundred. Absolutely. There are, but I would say that the vast majority says, let me try a little bit um, and yeah. let me also be in other, you know, rabbity or traditional investments. Right. Um, so I, I think, I think, Again, it's back to our conversation of it's and it's not or anymore.
0: Well, that's, I just think it's, it's, it's incredible. The, the what's out there available today, but how do you, I guess if you're, let's go to your clients again, someone mm-hmm. who's a little, you've got a younger and older to get, they come at the different times. Mm-hmm. You, you, obviously your conversations are going to be different, but you have, how do you keep up with those conversations? How do you keep up with that, <laughs> that landscape, you and your, your team, you must have a army. lot of reading, <laughs> a Fair lot of
1: reading free. a yeah. lot of podcasts I do have a phenomenal staff that I work with
0: yeah.
1: um so a lot of reading uh a lot of people bringing in different uh opinions um ideas um I think being open really helps Alan because then you receive I mean just some of the information I've gotten from you today right so I I think um the number but you one need is being a filter
0: open. Do you have like do you like one of those number mm-hmm. three filters or you gotta filter a <laughs> lot of stuff, right? You the six o'clock news. Uh, honey, I just watched six o'clock. No, I'm watching listen. the seven o'clock Wait, I watch, you know what I mean? Like that's a big there's
1: that. a big filter on that one. I can tell yeah. you that for, for um yeah there's certain people I listen to more than others. There's certain um podcasts, you know, lives, you know, Bloomberg updates, that sort of thing that I listen to um that I'm on lists that um you know, give me the information in a timely manner, in a short and efficient manner. Yeah. Um, so it makes use of my time appropriately. Um, I do really enjoy reading. So I, I do do that. I do enjoy podcasts. So I, I do do that. Um, and it seems to, it seems to be adequate between that and, and the support from the staff to um, really feel like I'm comfortable with a lot of spaces. And the other thing is a lot of these areas, you know, I need to know about, but I don't need to have an in-depth dive, right? Um, You know, a lot of these areas, I'm not going to put two feet in investing in. Um, So I I think trusting the experts in those areas, if I need support um, and to lean on them, I think is is very valuable. You know, I've got uh, an expert that I work with that really helps me decipher some cryptocurrency. So if I've got clients that really want to dive deep into that, he really supports me in that area. I know a good
0: one. It's called Doge. There's a guy, guy, he runs a solar. So we've talked solar, we've talked crypto, and there's one real thought leader in that space. Uh, I think he even dropped Bitcoin for a while. But you know, could you imagine though, people rely on his words. Yeah. And it's just Musk Musk knows, right? It's like. I mean, he does. Right. But those times, I mean, they did a great job with marketing and playing the memes or whatever, right? But I mean, there's 10,000 crypto coins out there, and there's so much junk. You know, mm-hmm. There's there's another word to use, but you know there's a lot of junk out there. But I like your, your approach. So someone who's in that space, you defer to them, kind of like Henry yeah. Ford. If I don't know the answer, right? He doesn't have to know the answer. He just finds someone who does.
1: Exactly, and use people for their expertise because that's that's what they specialize in. And that's what they're passionate about, and yeah. therefore they're going to have beautiful knowledge that they'll happily share with you, right? So I think your, I think that, that's
0: your advice for yourself. That transfers across to john or mary or you know sandeep or whoever you know whatever whoever your client is mm-hmm. you can transfer that you find the the, the the podcast the book the news source what the media whatever it is that works for you right 100 i'm not just talking to you do i'm talking about those because that's a gen it's very specific but it's general because some it depends right absolutely absolutely yeah that's perfectly set, Alan. Well, I don't know if it's perfect, but uh, look, I, I don't know what else to end here. Is there anything I haven't asked you? Cause there's, there's you know, this is incredible discussion, but Julie, is there anything I you know, didn't ask you that you wanted, that you wanted to just the message you want to get out there or talk about?
1: No, I, I mean, I loved this conversation with you. This went here, there and everywhere. And that's what I love about these sorts of discussions. Cause you start them and you go on tangents and you learn. Um, no, I think just thank you for the opportunity to sit and chat with you. And uh, I learned a lot. So thank you.
0: Well, you're welcome for that. But so I want to one last question, though, is on social media. Oh, and love I, it. You know, the, the social media side, it, I, I've had to, the reason I, I literally had this discussion yesterday. Oh, okay. we can't do We can't do that as a franchise. Whoa, you can't do that. So it was like I was at the car dealership. Okay, OK, tire. Sorry, OK, tire. And it wasn't it was just more like I said, you know, your you fan belt. It's a, I have a 1998 Honda. Okay, <laughs> my, da- my daughter drives it. And we had to change the fan belt. I said, imagine if you just did a post with a fan. Because you know what a fan belt looks like. Or if you twist it, it looks yeah. like handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, you know, you could run an ad Oh, no, we have to be careful on social media. So, you know, I, it's the same with you and not you, but the, the personal financial planners, social media that we're not allowed to put. I've heard that how many times we're not allowed to do social media, but you can do regular media. So how do you what do you say to people on that? Or how do you respond to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on social media and LinkedIn and Instagram, um, and I do have a small presence on Facebook as well. Um, I I think social media is a beautiful way to communicate with people. I think everyone's on it. I think it's the wave of the future, and I love it. Um, I think what you put on social media um, needs to be curated and needs to be thought through. Um, And I really focus on information. I believe financial literacy is something that should be accessible to anyone. Um, and I think that that's a huge, huge, um, I would say what I'm always focused on when I'm putting things on social media.
0: Bell. There's the doorbell.
1: Yeah, is, um, is, is just focusing on literacy and can people learn from this post or this idea or this story? right? Um, I I think knowledge is, you know, we started off this way in in our discussion. People thirst for knowledge and fact-based knowledge
0: um,
1: because there's so much emotional journalism and reporting these days, Um, and so I think if you you can keep it simple and straightforward but give people nice tidbits of knowledge, I think that's the focus. The other thing is if you can make people laugh, Right, like I've got a few social media posts that y- you know in the past and going in the future, where you know I think people you, know, you can use it with a little giggle, right? Um, there's a lot of seriousness in our world, and I think if we can, you need to share that. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it because it, come on, you just I just find I, something I, funny, you, you know? Giggle, but yeah, it's the two things, right? Two the two main things I've learned about social media is one is to either educate or entertain, and if mm-hmm. you think if you took those two buckets right that's pretty much the majority of things that are out there's other stuff that's really whatever fishy and dodgy but that kind of some you just summed it up right there you I'm educating I'm informing and then there's a little bit having some fun and and, you know so whatever it is I love that exactly
1: yeah and so that's that's how I I believe that my social media will always be curated and I I think that provides value to people with a little giggle which is nice (laughs) who doesn't mind that
0: we're just going to stop there because I don't want to be giggling for the rest of the podcast. But Julie, <laughs> thank you so much. How do people find you on your social media? You mentioned all those pages. Is there a long JSS or do you have this yeah short JSS <laughs> long script? JSS JavaScript script JavaScript?
1: Yeah, exactly. So on LinkedIn, it's under my full name, so Julie Shipley Strickland. Yeah. Um, and then there's my company page, so Julie Shipley Strickland Wealth and Risk Management. And then on Instagram, my handle is Wealth with Julie. Um so no, I think those are the like best that. ways to
0: connect. Like I'm gonna yeah I, I left you you gave me one. I'm gonna it's a nugget called emotional journalism. I love it because you, you're full of those you know, adages, like cliches. I had a, I had a we used to called her so it was Miss it was Conlin, I can't remember her first, first name, but our professor was Conland, at uh, Julie con So I we called her cliche Conlan because whenever we did a speech is, you know it was a marketing class at U it's like, you've got to use three, at least three. And so we always look for those cliches. And I think you and I must have had several in this podcast. So thank you. This has been I love fun. that.
1: Yeah, this has been great. Thanks, Alan.
0: Well, Julie, have a great day and stay safe and better get that doorbell. They're probably waiting for a long time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much, Alan. Right. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for Take the care. opportunity and we'll talk soon.
0: Yeah, bye-bye.